Hello and welcome to Pastor Well. I'm Herschel York, Dean of the School of Theology at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky, and pastor of the Buck Run Baptist Church in Frankfurt. Pastor Well is dedicated to answering the questions and dealing with the issues that pastors face on a regular basis in their ministries. And I pray that this might be an help and encouragement to you today. I want to talk to you about how you know your particular ministry calling. I get this a lot. How do I know God's calling me? How do I know God's calling me to a specific place or to a specific type of ministry? Well, you need to know that God speaks in several different ways, and I think these are ways that need to line up. I do not believe uh, in direct revelation, like that God says to you, go to this church. You'll never hear me tell my congregation, I'm leading you to do this because God told me. I, I don't use that kind of language. I think it's harmful because sometimes you're going to lead the church to do something that's going to prove to be wrong. Let's say you lead them to, I led the church one time to buy a piece of property that then the city would not let us build on. So had I said, well, God led me to that piece of property, and then it ended up being useless to us, we had to sell it and get another piece of property, my credibility would have been shot. I thought it was a good idea, and I said that, but I didn't claim God revealed it. In the same way, when you're looking at the way God has called you in the ministry, you need to see how do, the, how do these things align? How does God show me enough to take the next step? I think there are five primary ways that God reveals his will. The very first one, of course, is the word of God. God is never going to call you to do something contrary to his word. He's never going to lead you to do something that is inconsistent with his revealed will. His clearly revealed will is in the scripture. So if someone comes to me and they say, well, uh, like if a woman says, I'm called to be a pastor, I would disagree with that right off the bat. I'd say, no, because here's God's word. Here are the qualifications for a pastor, an elder, and you can't fit one of them. Uh, so I'm always looking at the word, first of all. The second thing is desire. I think God will change our desire usually to the thing that he wants us to do. Maybe there was something you didn't, in the past you didn't really want to do it, but suddenly you began to see yourself, oh, I think I, I can do that. I think I can get a joy in that. You, you feel the desire shift toward that ministry opportunity. I, I don't think it's usually consistent with the word of God. I'm not going to say it never happens, but I think almost always God enables us to do the thing that he calls us to do by giving us a desire to do it. We, we find a motivation to do it and a joy in doing it. And that, that leads to the third thing, which is gifting. If he calls you to do it, he's going to enable you to do it by giving you the gifting or at least the ability to acquire the skills you need to do that thing. You know, it may not be you naturally, but you can acquire it. You know, I, I've shared before that by nature, I'm an introvert, but you know, you can't influence people very well stuck up in your attic somewhere reading a book. You've got to be with people. Jesus called, chose 12 that they should be with him, and he's made, called us to make disciples. You've got to be with people. So even if that's contrary to your personality, 
uh, I think he'll give you the ability to acquire the skills uh, that you need in order to do the thing that he calls you to do. The fourth thing is opportunity. It's also inconceivable that God would call you to do something, enable you to do it, give you the desire to do it, but then give you no opportunity to do it. A lot of times, in fact, the opportunity sort of presents itself, and that's when God, the Holy Spirit, begins to shape our desire, gives us the desire to acquire the skills, or he gifts us in ways that we did not know that we were gifted in order to do it. You very well may find yourself surprised by the joy you receive in doing something that one time you just didn't like to do. Maybe you uh, there was a time you just dreaded the thought of getting up in front of people at all. But then when God called you to preach, you began to find a joy in getting up and opening the Word of God and teaching people. And when I say God gives you an opportunity, I don't necessarily mean that you get an engraved invitation. Hey, would you come preach for us? When I went to seminary, uh, I went to seminary in Memphis, Tennessee, and when I moved there, nobody knew me, I didn't know anybody, and I knew no one was gonna invite me to preach. So I made a commitment that I was gonna preach somewhere every week, whether I got invited to or not. That means I had to find places to preach. So I called the West Memphis Jail and the Shelby County Detention Center and uh, a rescue mission and a Catholic school for special needs children and asked if I could come and tell Bible stories. And I, I, when all else failed, I'd go down to the Mid-America Mall down near Bill Street, downtown Memphis, and stand on the street corner and preach. But I made sure that at least once a week, usually twice, I was preaching somewhere. And you know, after a few months of that, people begin to see, man, that guy's serious about preaching. And by the way, you get better at it. The more you're doing it, the better you get at it. And people started inviting me then. So when I say opportunity, understand that may mean that you look for opportunity. You create opportunity. If God's calling you to do something, giving you that desire to do it, you, you can find the opportunity to do it. And then fifth is the testimony of others. If God calls you to do something, he's going to show other people that you can do it. This is why uh, we have in the Baptist church a practice of ordination. The Bible says lay hands on no man suddenly. In other words, we need to be tested first. The church needs to watch the lives of the people in the church to see what gifting they show. But if someone's coming up to you saying, have you ever considered being a pastor or have you ever thought about being this particular denominational job? Uh, this is one of the ways in concert with those other things that God often reveals his will to us. It's not any one thing. It's all of those things. It's consistent with his word. He gives us this desire to do something. Maybe a different desire than you've ever had before. He gifts you. Maybe the unique circumstances of your life have contributed to your ability to do it. He gives you an opportunity and other people see it, people who are walking with Christ, people in your church, people in your fellowship, and they say to you, I, th I think you would be good at this. Have you ever prayed about going to seminary? Have you ever thought about being a pastor? Whatever it may be. 
And when those things line up, it's a good indication. You need to ask yourself, though, am I effective uh, in this? Again, I have desires to do things that I have no ability to do. And I need to be honest with myself sometimes and admit that desire alone is not enough. I have to have that gifting as well as that opportunity. So ask yourself, am I effective in this? Are you fulfilled in it? I believe if, we're full, if we are doing the will of God, we'll be fulfilled in doing the will of God most of the time. Are you being obedient with what God has shown you? God's not going to show you more if you're not being obedient to things that he's shown you. In other words, if you are doing the things you know to be doing, the revealed will of God, I don't have to pray about whether or not God wants me to be a good husband. I don't have to pray about whether or not uh, he wants me to be a, a man of prayer. I mean, these are things that are revealed in the will. And if I'm not doing the things that are clearly taught in his word, he's probably not going to lead me to do something else. And at the very least, my spiritual hearing is uh, is dimmed, if you will, is, is uh, unable to hear and to discern his will if I'm not walking daily into things. Let me sort of summarize it like this. If you say to the Holy Spirit, oh, Holy Spirit, I really want to be a great pastor, you might be surprised to know the Holy Spirit is not interested in that prayer in the tiniest bit. That is not the ministry of the Holy Spirit. You might ask the Holy Spirit to help you be a great author. The Holy Spirit yawns at that. That is not the ministry of the Holy Spirit. There's so many good things that you can desire, but that's not the Holy Spirit's great task. You know what the great task, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is? It's to glorify the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you pray, Holy Spirit, would you enable me to glorify Jesus? That is when the Holy Spirit says, is that what you want? Because that is precisely what I want. And if that's what you want, then I will enable you to do that. And when you begin to desire above all else to glorify Jesus, it is unthinkable that God the Holy Spirit will say no to that prayer. He will always help you glorify Jesus. And what that really means is that when you're doing the revealed will of God, when you are seeking to glorify Jesus, the Holy Spirit will not let you make a wrong decision that won't, in it, won't allow you to glorify him. Make that your passion. Oh, Lord, I just want to glorify you above all else. And when you do that, he's going to help you do that. And you will fulfill his will. If you're a pastor, do it for the glory of Christ above all else. And that will help you pastor well.